like a fetish club for your ears. Grab a hot drink and turn down the lights. Coming across the airwaves and into bedrooms everywhere, BDSM United is bringing you non-violent, consensual kink education. This isn't for the kiddos or for the cookie-cutter conservative vanilla prunes. We'll be talking bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, and more today on this BDSM United podcast. Welcome to the first in our series called Types of Play. One of the most confusing parts of this lifestyle for many people is the toys that we use. A person may look at some of the toys and think to themselves, does someone actually enjoy being hit with a leather whip? Shock and disbelief can come into play here. For, for others, the idea is extremely exciting and they can't wait to try it. First off, I'm Primal Piggy. You can find me on Facebook at The Primal Piggy, all one word. You can also find me as the admin of a rather large BDSM Facebook page called Whips, Chains, and Duct Tape. You can find that page on Facebook at WCDT BDSM. You can also find us on the web at www.bdsmunited.com. Uh, you'll really, really, if you're listening to this podcast on like Spotify or Apple or Google, you'll you'll really want to find us on YouTube. Uh, you can search Primal Piggy and uh, you can search types of, of play and you can find this series. The reason why is because uh, we record these podcasts in video, and especially on this one, you get to see some toys out of our personal collection. You'll hear me describe some of them, or show, or or you'll hear me saying uh, something about this one or that one. And uh, if you're listening in audio, you won't be able to see it. But if you check us out on YouTube, you can see the examples of these toys and tools that we use. And, and I'm pulling out of our personal collection uh, just for this series. So there are all kinds of toys available to be used, and each one gives a different sensation. The reactions of each person will vary. Uh, what feels good to one person you know, may not feel good to another. And what reaches a pain limit on one person may be nowhere near or nowhere close to another's pain limit. Uh, many think that pain is the only type of play for scenes, but this also just isn't true. Uh, you can have just as much fun, uh, just as much kinky fun, without ever picking up a toy which is designed to give pain. Uh, and then also some of the toys that you can give pain with uh, if you use them right, you can just give sensations with them as well. Some of the most memorable scenes do not involve whips, crops, or any other pain toys. But we're going to start off this series that we're running in line uh, kind of off and on with our Sex Magic podcast series. But we're going to start off this series uh uh, and we're going to cover from our point of view how the toys feel at different times and why you may or may not enjoy them. Uh, I'm going to start with pain play toys since that's what most people tend to notice first and they tend to question those the most. 
Uh, today, we're going to start with many people's favorite whips. And a lot of people don't know that they're whips, but they're called floggers. And there are different kinds of floggers. They range from very soft touch to a hard bite. We have a bunch of floggers in our collection. I'm going to hold them up right now. If you're, you can just see, these are a lot of different floggers in our collection here. I actually even have more in this hand right here. So we have lots of different kinds of floggers in our collection. The lighter floggers feel soft to the skin, caressing and arousing. And they're good warm-up whips for, long, for a long session or a nice variation to foreplay. They range in material from unbraided soft nylon rope, such as the one I'm holding right here, uh, uh, to silk, velvet, deerskin, and lighter leathers. I have a leather one right here. This is a lighter, like a suede kind of leather. And so... Uh, uh, their their touch on the skin will warm it slightly without causing any real pain. Upon striking, the tails create a thudding noise, but no real bite. You'll relax beneath them, and this gentle buildup allows you to easily get into the session or into the scene and begin to attain what is known as subspace or floating. These warm-up sessions provide your mind the opportunity to make the transition from Hitting equals pain to hitting equals pleasure by causing your body to release endorphins. And those are natural painkillers. These softer floggers can be used on various parts of the body. The upper back, the shoulder area, the buttocks, the thighs, which include the inner, the outer, the front, and the back of your thighs. It can be, they can be used on your calves and your feet. They can be used on your breasts and even your, gen your genitals. The softer floggers usually leave little to no marks, and bruising isn't really very easy to do with them. You'd have to really hit them hard. Um, repeatedly striking the same area with heavy blows can produce bruises, as can striking more delicate parts of the skin like the inner thighs or the genital area. Let's look at a couple here. And so these are like lightweight floggers. What I'm holding up is uh, one made out of nylon. This was made for us here. Uh, and the, um, let's pick up this little one here. This is a lightweight flogger. It's actually really small. It's like more of a handheld flogger. It's great for warm up. And uh, there's basically only two parts of a flogger you really need to know about. There's the handle. And then there's the part called the falls, and the falls are the the falls are the parts that are made out of leather or string or or velvet or rubber. See, I got a rubber one right here. Here's a rubber flogger and a handle. A lot of times they'll have like a hoop for you to hang them up, and the handle. Sometimes they'll call this the butt end or of the handle. But then there's the falls, and these are made out of rubber, and these form at the end with a tip, a very, very pointy tip. So this is a very stingy, this rubber is a very stingy flogger. I don't know if you can hear the sound. You can hear the sound. Whereas in a light flogger, 
Makes almost no sound at all. Almost no sound at all. Um, the medium weight floggers vary in materials, and they produce more of a sting on contact with the skin than those which are classified as light or soft floggers. Uh, if you've been warmed up before the use of one of these whips, you'll barely feel the sting at all before the nerves turn the slight pain to pleasure instead. Um, these floggers can mark and leave bruises. Uh, think something like thin red lines. Uh, these whips can also be used as warm-up by varying the intensity of the blows. Um, there are times you may prefer to start with one of these floggers. These whips, when used following a warm-up with, with the lighter versions, can easily, easily send someone into full subspace where they feel no pain, but their whole body comes alive. And this is kind of like a trance-like state. Uh, that's the best way to describe it. Uh, in in this class of whips, as an example, as an example would be like a horsetail flogger, named because of the number of tails it has or falls, which is comprised about forty tails or so. The width of a leather boot lacing. the The tails are square, not flat, and the tips are blunted, not slanted to a point. Also, like a rope flogger, similar to what I showed you earlier where the unbraided nylon rope is knotted in various spots at its length, and these knots are what would cause the sting. And I don't have these. I'm just describing some that are not in our collection. Lastly, a leather Cat 09, because of the number of tails it has, and, and they're of thin leather, again, squared with blunted tips. And these whips with a medium-strength blow will leave red lines on the skin and provide a nice sting. If you're Already warmed up, the sting is barely felt, and a stronger blow can raise welts on your skin, which may or may not bruise. The heavier strokes, they can be really intense, and if they're done too soon, the pain can actually snap someone out of that floating or that subspace and bring them down, as can a misplaced uh, blow or wrapping the tails like around the body. Um, what are some medium weight floggers? Let's see. Uh, here's an example of a medium weight flogger. Slightly larger handle, slightly larger falls, and um, all of ours tend to, my, my sub likes uh, sting, and so all of ours tend to not be square tipped. Uh, let's see. Um, this lightweight flogger has what are considered, well, no, they're also pointy tips. She really likes those pointy tip vloggers. She doesn't really like the square tips. I have one here that, um, this is a really lightweight, and this is probably the cheapest vlogger I have. It's made by uh, a company called Master Series. No, that's upside down. Let me turn it around the right way. Master Series, and uh, this is called a Master Lasher. It's got a wooden handle. It's very lightweight. And it's got uh, these leather falls here. Oops, camera. These leather falls. And uh, these have square tips on them. And this is like a lightweight, kind of a light, pretty rigid, though, leather. And uh, makes this is uh, used more like a, a whip. If you can hear that sound. I don't know if you can hear that sound in the mic, though. So, 
that's like it's like a twenty dollar flogger right here. It's really inexpensive, twenty or thirty dollars. So really lightweight, really inexpensive. Um, a great thing to start out with. Um, I I bought it because uh, I wanted something to be able to warm up the skin, uh, and and something that has uh, more flat edges. Even though because most of uh, my subs floggers, most of these are hers, and most of them have um, have the uh, pointy tips on them. Uh, the heavy floggers, they can produce a sharper sting on contact and can easily leave marks or bruises. I also understand they can cut the skin depending on the material used. Um, something like this. Uh, here. This one I showed you earlier, this rubber-tipped one. Um, it's easy for something like this to cut the skin. Um, it can really, uh, this silicone, this rubber, can be really a really sharp sting and can, um, if hit just the right way, can really, uh, uh, can maybe, can possibly cut the skin, depending on it. Uh, these floggers are usually heavier leather with thin tails. Some will have braided tails or knots. Uh, placed in various places along the tails. And um, let's look at a couple heavy. This is one where it's like has a, in the place of knots on this one. Right here. Place of knots on this one, it has uh, like individual leather single tails. And so, um, which is another kind of whip. So this one has a short handle. It's made out of, twisted nylon rope and it ends in leather and these leather falls right here that are like a bunch of different single tail whips and because they end in a point they're really stingy uh, which is the sensation that my uh, sub uh, likes the best and so I would classify that as a heavy and here's our heavy heavy one here uh, really big rigid handle a distinct butt on the end with uh, with a um, a hanging loop, and then uh, a significantly big mop full of tails, lots of tails here. And if you can't tell already, purple is one of her favorite colors. So these purple and black falls, falls, sorry, are very heavyweight. You can see they're big, thick, heavyweight. They also made of very thick leather and uh they're they're pretty soft leather but they uh they're heavyweight and they end in a more thuddy uh they're instead of that sharp sting of a pointy end they're a flat end and uh, uh other types of whips are single tail whips that have just one tail or one fall uh, rubber floggers, like I showed you, uh, chain floggers, which don't have one of, but these require great skill and can easily injure a person uh, struck by them without the correct technique. So let's talk a little bit about technique. There's a few different techniques. Um, let me grab our, like our smallest one here. So I'm not changing hands here. We go. Our smallest little one here, and uh, there's uh, there's three. There's uh, an over-the-shoulder technique, an over-the-shoulder, and I'm I'm 
you know, we may be a little longer. I'm kind of constrained for space right here. So over the shoulder, there's like a uh, uh, like a bow and arrow technique where you hold the the end of the falls, and you let them go, you let them go. There's a there's a side to side. You go side to side, take yourself side to side, and then there's like a figure eight for you. Twist. I like that. And so uh, those are the main techniques. Uh, it would be great to start uh, by uh, striking a pillow. That's a really that's a really good place. A pillow. Just imagine the pillow is like uh, someone's buttocks, and then practice hitting those. Um, um, braided or knotted tails. They appear in every class of flogger, and they increase the bite or the thud, depending on the material the flogger has. Also, if the tips are cut in such a way that they end in points, the flogger will carry more bite. And bite equals sting. The tips of the tails snap against the skin when they land. The stronger the blow, the faster the tails move, and the harder the tips hit the skin. The number of tails also increases the pain factor of a whip. Less tails allows more airflow and speed when striking. So more tails decreases the airflow between them and therefore cutting back on some of the strength with which the tails have upon landing. So the more number of tails, the more thuddy, less stingy uh, a flogger, flogger or whip will typically be, the, the fewer amount of tails or falls, depending on what you call them, uh, then the more stingy it would be. Something similar to this only has a few. Uh, let me hold on this side. This only has a few falls. You can, you know, you can almost see just a few of them. So it'd be more stingy. Than something like this one, which has numerous, has a lot of different balls. I mean, just a whole bunch. So that would be more thuddy. Uh, if you aren't much of a masochist, though that'll probably change as anything else does in time or along your journey into kink, um, you... Um, you may have a fairly low pain tolerance. For your body to turn the feel of a flogger from a painful sensation to one that's very pleasurable, you need to be warmed up first, probably. You may find that the more physically aroused you are, the higher your pain tolerance. The endorphins in your body will prevent you from feeling a lot of the actual pain. Uh, also, some have noticed that at different times of the month, their pain tolerance changes. This may have something to do with the natural hormone changes in a person's body, especially like a woman's body. During PMS, the body is highly sensitive to this sensation and has a very low pain threshold, same as during menstruation itself. A stress also plays a role in how high or low one's pain tolerance becomes. If you're overly stressed, your pain tolerance is a lot higher and you may prefer to start with the medium weight floggers rather than the, than the softer ones. 
If you're overly tired, your body may be more sensitive to pain as well. Another thing which affects how you react to different types of floggers is your mood. If you're cranky or otherwise upset, you may have a higher pain tolerance. Endorphins are already present in your system. If you're anticipating a scene, you, you might warm up faster than you would if not anticipating a scene. The, the mind is the largest sexual organ. Um, arouse the mind and the body usually follows. Now, these variances are all normal. It, it does take some time to learn exactly what your body's willing to handle. Uh, pay attention to your body's signals, your moods, and your reactions, and learn how you personally react to each toy and share what you've learned with your partner. Share your current state of mind and, the, and body with your partner before a session, and your play sessions will be more pleasurable. Also, be aware that your tolerance levels, they'll change over time as well. Give yourself the opportunity to grow. Things that are limits today may be things that you enjoy tomorrow. And overall, enjoy the journey. Uh, I am Primal Piggy. Thank you for listening and hopefully watching this very first uh, in this series called Types of Play. Uh, where we talked about floggers. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at The Primal Piggy, all one word. You can also find me on Whips, Chains, and Duct Tape at WCDT BDSM, also on Facebook. And you can find us on the web at www.bdsmunited.com. If you're listening on your favorite platform, be sure to leave us a review, a like, a subscribe, you know, all those types of things that allow you to connect with us and allow uh, others to find out that we exist and find very educationally important podcasts such as these. Uh, again, thank you for listening. Before you go, head on over and visit our friend Nookie at DatingKinky.com. She's been a longtime supporter and friend of Whips, Chains, and Duct Tape, and she's built a very inclusive service that is Dating Kinky. Built by kinksters, for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla, and it's free. But also check out a Plus membership. It gives you access to nine books, three online classes, and over 250 webinar replays. That's nearly 400 hours of kinky education. Plus membership is an amazing deal. You also get access to amazing features like voice and video chat. That's datingkinky.com.